girl, what you wanna do? Hop in this 80s girl, she like where we going to? A new life, a new world. Pop that molly, she hard body. Glock's hot ass Kimo Savi. He said that he wanted beef, so we fed him hollows and got it poppin'. I remixed this before. I remember. Yeah. Hello everybody, welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop, I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Let's get these mics right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had some guests come over. Yes. Shout out, some local talent came through. Oh yeah. And uh, really inspired me. Oh yeah. Made me... I was, it was some people, it was a guy I had met on Twitter through a friend of mine, and he said, hey, I got some guys that are, want, or a guy that's wanting to record a verse, can you record it and just send me the raw audio so they showed up recorded it was a good time and oh you hear that Hakeem's over here pouring up yeah and um i gotta be honest I, I didn't really know what to expect and then and then when i heard it uh i was just blown away yeah and you know i'm always blown away by how much how many how much strides you've made since you started recording and it just it's like we were talking about how Everybody says they have to get out of South Carolina. Yeah, that's like, not true. I, yeah. I think that's true of anywhere. Yeah. Not with the internet, you know what I mean? No. Like, since when was Florida wasn't really like? I mean, the last time Florida was a hub for hip hop, I would say it was like Two Live Crew in the nineties. Yeah, and I, and, I, and Rick Ross, but Rick Ross is not really even it, Florida. Is that really a hub? Like, you, you had right. good people from there, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a hub. Of but rap. it is now thanks oh, to yeah. Kodak Black and Ski Mask and X. Well, I think it, the internet is what yeah. caused that. Yeah, 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 and so I think now, I was saying like I think you should make a hub wherever you're at. And, yeah, absolutely. And that, and when I hear like local talent like that, I'm like, oh my god, the fact that you guys are not signed to a label, the fact that I get to hear that raw, is really special, and I hope that we get to premiere some of their music. So. Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of shocked because I mean, you never know who's coming in. Yeah. Like we, I, I had never met these people, and they kind of like we all kind of talked. Like they were like, man, we were we were kind of like worried. Like it was kind of sketchy. This just got <laughs> set up. We didn't know you. You didn't know us. We were like, no, nah, we felt the same way. It's funny because we, yeah, we were both sketched out with each other. Nobody really said like two words to each other, and then it was, it, it was talking about hip hop, and then yeah. it really was like, okay. And and thankfully, I think that coffee table really broke the ice. Oh yeah, because we, I mean, he was pointing out like common albums, like I relate with this, I relate with this, I relate right. with that. So I think you like you're right. The coffee table, I think, picked it up for him. Absolutely, absolutely. And then when he started rapping, I was because, like I said, you never know what to expect. So I'm sitting here, like, got the headphones on, I got everything up for him. And then he started. I was like, oh shit. I was I was just I was so happy. Because so I'll be honest, I've had people approach me like, "Dude, can I come? Can I come record on your equipment?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. When when that's when Jake uh, heard me rap for the first time, he was like, "Dude, you can write. You should rap." And then he heard me rap, and he goes, "I still, I still want to get him to try to rap." <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, never, guys. It's not gonna happen. But uh, so today, what we're gonna be talking about today, we're gonna be talking about Earl's new album, and we're gonna do a little throwback for Lil Wayne's No Ceilings. Oh yeah, the first one, classic, uh, for sure. It what you know not. this week, though? All right, so I'm going to pull this up. Uh, it, okay, so Mac Miller's Blue Side Park, for those of you who don't know, it was... Uh, it's a real park, if you didn't know that. It is. So so the it's named after a section of uh, Frick Park in Pittsburgh near the high school uh, Mac Miller attended. Right, that makes sense, because he has that the song called Frick Park Market. Right. Frick Park Market, and that was a Fire. jam. That was a jam. And apparently Mac's older brother... 
Miller McCormick. Okay, that's Des- odd. <laughs> Wink. Uh, he designed the album cover. So Mac Miller. I guess we kind of maybe that's a little insight into where the second half of his name came from. So huge shout out to Mac Miller. Rest in peace. That's Scotch and Splenda. Gets you drunk <laughs> like Scotch, tastes like Splenda. Anybody tell me who that came from? They know. That's, yeah, they that's know. Michael G. Scott. <laughs> I uh, got uh, most collect calls are made on Father's Day. Do what really? you will with that. I don't. I don't want to speculate. I don't either. I don't yeah, either. we'll let you take that how you want to. Yeah, we're not going to ruin Father's Day for you. Yeah. So let's get into some news. Yes. Um, Kanye West drops the Follow God music video with featuring his dad, and you kind of pointed out that it kind of spoofed the Otis video a little bit. I instead saw... of instead of driving a three hundred thousand dollar car. <laughs> They're driving a Polaris Razor through the snow in Wyoming, and it was very safe. There was yes. no, there was no, there was no really like wheel or not wheelies. <laughs> yeah, they, they were not doing no any donuts. burnouts. It was yeah, very no slow. burnouts. Yeah, it was it was really good. It, it was uh, it was a good video. Yeah, you know? the, the ending of the video is the best. Kanye puts this little screen up in the blue color that the album was, and he says, "My dad came to visit me at one of our ranches in Cody, Wyoming. He talked about his love for fishing and how he would love to come here in the summers." It took me 42 years to realize that my dad was my best friend. He asked me, how many acres is this? I told him 4,000. He replied with these three words, a black man, question mark. Yeah. It, you know, I guess that's really astounding to think that, first of all, anybody could own 4,000 acres, let alone a black man in America. Yeah, I mean, look, look how, I mean, yes, we're very far removed from slavery, but we're really not. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. That's yeah. a huge accomplishment. Huge shout out to Kanye. Especially uh, with him wanting to bring Yeezy to the States. He's talked about wanting to do like hydroponics in Wyoming and kind of live off the land, which we'll see what happens with that. I really do understand now who Jesus is King was made for. Okay. And uh, if Kanye is trying to run Republican. He got it. He's got it. Yeah. He, he want Listen, the amount of older white men that have come up to me and that have said the, the words... I didn't like Kanye, but then he made a gospel album, and I love it. Yeah, well, I think he got on their radar with the Trump cosign. I'm telling I mean, I think that definitely plays a part in it. You know, we're in South Carolina, so Trump Look, did if, win this state by a mile. If if Kanye really did, as he quotes, find God and he's he's true about this, then great. But let's let's all remember who we're talking about. This is Kanye, who every move is calculated. He's always in the news controversially and it always seems to reap benefits for himself and also even the album itself you and i both said this it still has kanye bragging about kanye yeah i mean it's about jesus but it's about kanye yeah he was doing a press conference earlier this week and said that he wants to change his name to like christian billionaire genius kanye west that's the most pretentious thing i've ever heard (laughs) and that's for for the people that were critiquing the album i think that was the biggest critique was that Kanye still like the album is still about him in a lot of ways, and I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that it takes away from the quality of the tracks. No, I mean we said when we reviewed it, it, it's very familiar. It's a Kanye album. The message is just going to be different. Right, right. So, yep. More, uh, more good music news, if you will. Yep. Um, Travis Scott fans apparently wowed about Marilyn Manson being at Astro World Fest. Which, by the way, Marilyn Manson also fucks with Uzi. Yeah. So, you know, I think Marilyn Manson really has his um, his thumb on the pulse of music. He's How? always been somebody who really was like ahead of the curve. 
Imagine, which I know this isn't Travis, but imagine how crazy like a Marilyn Manson would have sounded on what's the track that he did with Travis and Ozzy Osbourne, Post Malone did yeah, on Hollywood's Bleeding. Um, yeah, I know what you're um, I don't remember the name of the track. It's a good track. Yeah. But Marilyn Manson would have killed that too. Me. Yeah. Take what you want from me. How yeah, Marilyn would. He, um, especially lately, he's kind of turned toned down the screaming and it's been more just like hard rock. Yeah, and he's kind of turned toned down the antics too a little bit. That has kind of gone away since. Uh, like beautiful people like that yeah. mid 2000s so I it's think not really edgy anymore Marilyn Manson's know? one of and I've said it before Marilyn Manson's one of the most misunderstood musicians in music period for anybody who's looking for a Marilyn Manson song to listen to I would say play the song Tourniquet he's this is a good comparison I think he's the rock 2 chains. like I have so many people come up to me and say like Bro, Two Chains is not intelligent. Two Chains is extremely smart, yeah. but he plays up his persona of a rapper, and it pays off. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of gimmicks. If yeah, if if you don't think Marilyn Manson is an artist and you don't think he's smart, go watch his interview with Bill O'Reilly. Go go listen to when he was speaking about Columbine yeah. when when everybody was pretty much blaming him for Columbine. And yeah, um, him and Eminem. That's why they performed yeah. that song "The Way I Am" together at one of the award shows. I don't remember mm-hmm. when. He he has he said that I remember it's like one of the most memorable moments was like what would you say to those kids and he goes I wouldn't say anything I would sit down and listen because I think nobody really took the time to do that yeah and regardless of how you feel about him or how you feel about Bill O'Reilly Bill O'Reilly's not an easy person to go and interview with no and Marilyn Manson shut him up yeah and Marilyn Manson always goes into a, a, a interview with a, a certain level of professionalism that I really admire. And uh, even though I'm I'm not really into that type of music, I I think his first album in particular was just there's so much on there that I really enjoyed. Is that the one with Tourniquet and Beautiful yeah. People? Tourniquet yeah. is is like my favorite Marilyn Manson song. It's it's in a couple of my playlists that yeah. I have on. He's extremely on talented. Yeah, shout out to Marilyn Manson, and it's really cool that he's going to be on the Astro World uh, Fest. Yeah, absolutely. I want to read a tweet that Kid Cudi out talking about speeding bullet to heaven um the album, <laughs> Which album? yeah the album we don't talk about Which album? that one he didn't says, come out sir he says i was dealing with some real shit during that album one of my darkest darker than man on the moon too i'd say i just wanted to scream and yell and make angry songs it was the only way i could express the way i was feeling at the time judgmental cunt is a really good song off and that. that was in response to a fan tweeting this album helped me through so many dark times i think the haters are those who can't relate to it thank you for speeding bullet to heaven there were a few songs that I liked on there. Um, Judgmental Handle Cunt. with Care. I didn't care for Judgmental Cunt. I liked that. I liked Handle with Care and I liked Confused, which I think were two of the most mainstream Confused sounding was, songs. Confused was good too. Confused and Judgmental Cunt were both. I just like saying the word cunt. Um, they were both uh, <laughs> singles off the uh, off the album. Yeah. Cunt. The album we don't uh, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever album that was. And then he came out with um, Passion Pain and Demon Slaying, and that's where Ooh. I think he kind of you know came back around. That's an underrated um, it really Cuddy is. album. There's a, there's a couple of hits on there. He's got two Pharrell features, first of all. And then, is it um, Pharrell or uh, Andre 3000? Oh, excuse me. It was Andre. Both legends. Yeah. I've been I've been drinking a little bit, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And then uh, he has that song with uh, Willow, Rose Gold. Yes, Rose Gold. Still hits. Fire. Still hits. That's, That's when I was like, this is the bitch that does, I whip my hair back and forth. Yeah. Obviously, she's come a long way it since It elevated then. her. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and she has she's come out with two albums that I think are are very solid. So big shout out to Willow as well. I dropped my notes on the floor. 
All right, let's talk about Earl. Let's do it. So, so Feet of Clay is yes. the album. I didn't even know he was working on anything. Earl's kind of like J. Cole to me. They don't tweet a lot, so their tweet notifications are on. Mm-hmm. Because typically if they're tweeting, it's because they're plugging something they're doing or something somebody parallel to them is doing. Right. So I was pretty shocked when I knew this was coming out. Like, you sent it to me. I was like, nah, bro, this ain't coming. And I said, Earl doesn't fuck around like Kanye does. It's coming, sir. And to be fair, Earl's never really thrown any, like, delays on his albums. So when he said that night, it's well, no, coming it's just, out. He's kind of an enigma. Like, you don't yeah, ever know what's going on with him. And, and the first time I listened to this album, I really thought, like, oh, he's going even deeper into the catacomb of of uh some rap songs there's a lot of uh him rapping over these beats that nobody in their right mind would ever even well mikhail kind of pointed out like i don't, like the lyrics don't make that don't make no, that i'm gonna make comparison. the comparison he says he he compared him to Blueface because he's kind of off it's i, I won't sipping. say off beat it's kind of off kilter i'm sipping right yeah. now because i don't agree with that i don't agree with it either and we kind of shut him down in the group message when he said that but i get where he like i i understand the comparison it, I, the only thing I will say is, it doesn't sound like shit when Earl does it. And also... Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I... When I say that, I mean, like, Blueface was, like, so good, it's so bad, it's good, you know, when he first came out. Now yeah. I would say he's he's cleaned up his sound. Uh, a little bit. He's got hints of talent, maybe. He, it's not that he's not talented, but when he first came out, he was really playing up yeah, the it fact was that I don't... I don't rap on beat, you know, like, uh, Daylight has, shout out to Daylight, he has a, uh, live TV interview where he goes like, you've never heard of Blueface? And this is when Blueface, like, the only song he had was, um, Slide, is that what it yeah. was? He only had Slide, and, uh, he's telling Vlad, he goes, you've never heard of Blueface? This dude raps on a beat, he does a concert, he comes on Tuesday, the beat doesn't arrive till Thursday. It's the truth. And, you know, he, Blueface, was really, baby. he was really playing it up. Now I would say I think Blueface has his own sound, and I really do respect what he does, despite not all of it sounding great. Yeah. You know? He's still kind of hit and miss. But I, I kind of understand the comparison. It was kind of humorous. Like, I, I, when he sent us that in the group text, I'm getting ready, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, you better hope Hakeem doesn't see this because he's about to torch you in this group message. And your response was fairly calm to yeah. it. Yeah. Dear Earl, I wrote you and you still ain't calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad it wasn't as like in depth as some rap songs was because I I don't personally I don't care for that album myself. Yeah. I mean I respect what it is, but I'm not gonna go back to it like I go back to to Doris and to I don't like shit. I still go back to I don't like shit the most. Yeah. I think that to me that's still Earl's most. I think it blends his commercial side. Well, and there was a little bit of controversy around that album because he had distanced himself from Tyler and everything that Odd Future had done. And he even kind of mentioned it when we saw him in concert. Yeah. yeah. He did not play any Odd Future-related things. And that was kind of when things were still kind of... There was a lot of animosity around them. Now I think they've calmed down. And Odd Future... I mean, Tyler said it in multiple songs that it's dead. And um, we have to kind of accept that as... as it's uh, so sad that we fans. know Earl Wolf exists, but we'll never get it. That one and uh, probably the J. Cole and Kendrick collab. I don't ever want to hear that, personally. I, I think it could still be good. No. There's a couple of good songs on there, for sure. There's still two talented MCs. Yeah, it's just, there's two. 
it's crazy that we got watch the throne from two perfectionists. And, and I, I don't, don't like see, watch the throne. Yeah, it to did be not age well. Fucking clear. It did not age I well. I did not like. I didn't like watch the throne when it came out. The only oh, that shit was I, fire when it came no, out. The only songs I liked were um, Jungle, uh, No Church in the Wild. Yeah, and, with Frank and Otis. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, and the song Beyonce later towards the album, I don't even remember the name. I don't of it. either. But Ham was good, but it's kind of dated now. But yeah, there's collab albums that we don't. I would still love to hear Orwolf. Yeah, me too. Because even if it's cringy as fuck, is and and how yeah. like dark it was when that was being rumored. I think the closest thing we would get to that was um, the uh, the album, the album they had with uh, the clown on the front, and oh, you have uh, Orange Juice on there, yeah. the remix. I think that, that one was, was good, really good, and then off a of bastard ass milk. <laughs> what I could have been. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's some. I I think uh, Odd Future was definitely a necessary step because without Odd Future, you wouldn't really have like ASAP Mob. You wouldn't really no. have, you wouldn't have a lot of those key groups. And that's for, a whole episode in itself. Yeah, for a is while, the influence of Odd Future. Absolutely, and for a while, it felt like hip hop groups were coming back. Kids are still wearing donut T-shirts, bro. Yeah, yeah. They haven't put out a collaboration together in years. No. No, and 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 uh, Tyler doesn't even really design for Mm-mm. Odd Future. He stopped doing the OF line probably four years ago when he started the Golf Wang. That that line. was also what got a lot of shout out to, to Wade Hunter Andrew like all y'all. Um, that was really what got us all into hip hop. Yeah. those guys. Um, I think for me, it's it goes back a lot further than that, but. Yeah, I was. I've been repping since Epar. Yeah, and we're yeah. not gonna get into that. Yeah, but oh, <laughs> the Earl tape. So really, just to show you was how he long. Fifteen. Yeah, he was sixteen. Jesus. He was sixteen, and um, that was right before he went to. Uh, yeah, the, the, the camp in uh, Samoa. Samoa, that's what it was. So feet of clay. I think also we need to talk about the name. The meaning of the title was just like him being stuck. In these emotions and these feelings, and um, immediately what you hear the most is him obviously talking about the death of his father. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, th- that is, that's not easy for anybody. Uh, I have a friend of mine who lost his dad last year, and luckily both our dads are still around. Uh, but I think losing a dad, that uh, my friend told me that was when he he said he felt like that was when he became like a man. Yeah, I can see that. And um, I think it's because you really realize, like, I'm on my own now. Yeah. And uh, Earl goes into this album speaking on his dad's death and him breaking up with his girl, which that's that's not easy, especially if you're in a long-term relationship. No, not at all. And uh, Regardless of circumstance. Yeah. And what I really liked about that was I think Earl choosing the beats he did it's just kind of like throwing you into all of this, all the lyrics, all the emotions. It's kind of, when you talk about it that way, the beats are kind of chaos. Yes. And I think that's, that's like the portrayal of how he was feeling. That's what I loved about some rap songs. It was, it was the, it was this, this organized chaos. And, uh, if you are willing to sit in it and to just really realize the storm and the hell that was going on in Earl's head when he was making this music. You understand why the beats hit the way they do. You understand why he's riding on them kind of different. 
And really the only tracks that we have where Earl is rapping in a way that I would say could be commercial potentially is the fifth track and the sixth. Okay. Those two tracks I would say both are more just like Earl that you would hear on Doris or I don't like shit. Yeah. Whereas the the other the other uh the other tracks I would say are more made in the same headspace as some rap songs. Yeah. And um and for somebody who who enjoyed some rap songs, that was it was a treat for me, but I will say the second track, the beat in the beginning, it almost like gave me a headache. Just that uh those strings, it was a little bit too much for me. But after coming back around and and I think reading the lyrics with Earl, I I know people don't like when you defend an album by saying, "Hey, read the lyrics." Yeah. But I think any any Earl fan, any diehard, will want to sit with the well, lyrics and kind I mean, of read through. Let's be fair. Through. The people that are listening to this aren't the casual fan. Like no. the casual fan would have tuned out. Yeah. I think like another. I think album, some rap song pushed all the casuals out. Yeah, I think a good comparison of if you like this, you may like somebody else. Is if you like the Billy, Billy Woods, Woods album, <laughs> you would like this. Saying, Especially, <laughs> we're trying to clap, but it ain't working. I was saying that the entire time. I think he dipped even more into the Billy Woods bed, but continue. I didn't mean to I wouldn't say. I think Billy Woods does a little more deep because Billy Woods is a little more abstract, like shit. Not the. That's a one percent of people knowing what he's talking yeah. about. JPEG Less than one percent. JPEG Mafia. Yeah, even that's another too. one. Where it was like, and and JPEG Mafia did a genius interview where um, he was talking about how he titles his tracks. He says the title is the title, and if you don't click on it because of the title, because you don't like the title, that was the purpose of it. Okay. So I think artists like Earl, artists like JPEG, artists like Billy Woods, they're not really looking to appeal to the to the largest audience base. If they were going to do that, and Earl could if he wanted to, Earl could make pop rap music. I oh, I, yeah. I do not doubt well, that. At even all. when even in the Odd Future days, they weren't really mainstream as is like mainstream standards. I mean, at that time we had like the Carter Four in the all the while. Odd features bubbling in the background, and it was not really on par to what mainstream was doing. So even when he was at his most popular, I don't think he was really doing mainstream music. I think it really did strike a chord with our generation. I think it's kind of like Odd Future to me is kind of like the counterculture that we saw like in the sixties and seventies. Remember when ODB said like at the MTV Music Awards like Wu Tang is for the children? Yeah, I think they were our Wu Tang. Like, they really were, for our generation, um, they were our Wu-Tang. And Wu-Tang was that. our Wu-Tang as well. I mean, yeah. obviously, they, they are always... Yeah, we appreciate that in hindsight. Imagine right. how crazy Wu-Tang would have been now with social media. Yeah. Like, yeah. they'd have been all over shit. ODB would have been acting out of care. I promise you, he would have been kind of like a little pump, almost. Yeah. It, with I the antics that. and the jumping around and the crazy shit. ODB would have had that kind of energy. and And Tyler always would go on... I remember, I remember the interview they did with BBC, where um, it was this British guy, older, older white guy, and he's asking him like, "So, so why do you all make music that that upsets people like this? You know, you're talking about rape." And he goes, "He goes, we do it to piss old white people off like yeah. you." And I was like, "Yes!" And you know, like being 16 and hearing that. It made me want to try Yeah, I mean, it worked. Rap. The man just got a Wall Street Journal yeah. award for music innovator. And we didn't talk about that in the news, but shout out to, her, yeah. to Tyler for that. Um, but and Him and ASAP Rocky definitely fucking. 
That. that <laughs> I don't know if you saw the picture I saw, but no, no. What was yeah, the picture? Yeah, there's some chemistry there. It was just the two of them like hanging out like in front of this like Wall Street Journal background. Asap has always event. been a little. He's you know they're, they're pretty. Well, oh yeah, he but, describes himself as pretty. Yeah, you know, but but going back. Um, that energy though, that rebelliousness, it really struck a chord with me when I was 16 and it made me write a lot more. It, it, I listened to every odd future interview. I bought shirts of theirs. Oh, I still have, I, I still every... rock donut shit. Oh dude, I, I had the bastard. You remember the face? Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a picture <laughs> might come up if you search my name on Google, but, um, there's a, the bastard face shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in the mirror with that picture. Yeah. And I, I remember I'd never, I never really, I've never gotten into anybody like that since. And, uh, Earl, when he came out with the Earl mixtape, same thing. It was their level of influence. And they're probably one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast now. You know, I would say that they really have had such a monumental impact. And I would say feet of clay kind of takes that influence and that impact and bottles it and takes it in a way that for the hardcore fans it's something to unpack it's something to really enjoy but you do have to kind of sit with it and again if you're a casual it's gonna yeah i didn't like it i didn't like it that much the first listen it Uh took a couple listens for me to be like okay I, i get it right and and for me it's always like Whenever I, I, I get a new Earl tape, I go challenge accepted because it really is like, are you going to sift through this? Are you going to find out what you really like out of this? Do it. And that's, to me, artists like him, artists like Billy Woods, even artists like Tyler, what I loved about them was their ability to pack so much of their, their themselves into music. And for the diehard fans really pull through it and find their the way they relate to this or find out more about the artist through what they're saying feet of clay is that let's he, talk about the album art for a minute yeah so it's got this i guess a, it's some sort of goat ram goat. um just sitting here in the woods my first thing like my first impression like as probably most is like this is kind of satanic because mm-hmm. usually like the goat the ram is is Demonic. An occult yeah. symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe he's back on his on his wild shit. I mean, obviously he's not going to come out here talking about telling a story of rape in reverse. Right. But I was <laughs> expecting like some dark, dark bars, and there weren't really a lot in here. As far I mean, he talks about his father passing, but there was nothing like overtly like wow. To me, it also was like it was to me it was like pulling somebody into the woods, into unknown territory. And finding, maybe finding themselves, but I think it was really just, I think that dark atmosphere. It also came out around Halloween too, so yeah. I thought I thought that could have played a perfect. part into it, like a less deep interpretation of it. Uh, I think it really was just Earl pulling you into the darkness of his mind. And what I'm hoping now with Feet of Clay coming out, I hope that Earl has found closure with his father passing and with um with him leaving his girlfriend i think that maybe we'll get something more along the lines of i don't like shit yeah or maybe something like a little Doris. long i mean 16 minutes is yeah. short like obviously like when it ends like it leaves you wanting more 
And what what I realized though, with reading the lyrics, it's almost like every every song paints this paints this really vivid picture. And once you've gotten the full, just when you're seeing the whole thing in front of you, it ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just when you just when you figured out what he's doing, it ends. It's like you're too late. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And he didn't. I don't know if this is being classified as an album or an EP, but it's really I think it's, it's an short. Album. I think I think this is still an album because, again, with with 15 minutes, this is it's clear that Earl's very meticulous, and you can tell he's probably somebody who, I'm sure he had way more than 15, 16 oh, minutes. Oh yeah. And um, just being able to bring it down to 16 minutes and giving it a lot of emotional punch, um, I think it's there. Uh, I don't think it's, I think you still, I think it would have been better had it been maybe like 25, 30 minutes though. Yeah, uh, 16 minutes is a little short. For me. Yeah. What, what were your uh, favorite tracks off of this? Um, they all rated very highly. Yeah. Um, the, the intro track was. Was good. I like the third track, M M Tomb. I don't know how he would pronounce yeah. that. M T O M B. M Tomb. Um, I think that was my favorite. I wish it was a little longer, because of how good it is. It kind of reminded me. Remember Beach is better. What Jay Z album was that? Before four forty four. The one with oh, Justin uh, Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Magna um, Carta. Holy Magna Grail. Carta. Holy Grail. Um, like Beach is better is one of my favorite Jay Z songs, but it's just so damn short. I wish it was longer. Yeah. So I, that's kind of how I felt about MTOMB. And then the other one that I rated as high as that would be 4N with my homie. Mm. The you, little send me an invoice for all that shit. Yeah. That reminded me so much of Most Def. And Most Def's one of my, that's, that's, he's like top 15. I could me. hear that. And I, that is so Most Def. And when I heard that, I was like, all right, all right. He has a line on the first, on that third track where he says, uh, post performance, dizzy in the corner, it wasn't nice. If you, I don't know if you guys remember, but he was canceling shows because he was sick. Yeah, that's why we the tour we went to was supposed to be Vince. in like August, and it ended up getting pushed back till April. And then Vince got dropped off of it because he was on his tour with Tyler and ASAP. So we got Anderson Pack, which was kind of a blessing <laughs> in disguise. I mean, I, I love really Vince. Was, don't get me man. wrong, but Anderson Pack was wild live. I always, I always think about. I mean, that was one of probably the best nights I've ever oh, had. Yeah. Period. Um, I mean, I've seen Travis twice, and it was great. But getting to meet Anderson Pack when he was—I don't want to say nobody, because he obviously was big enough to be with with Earl. But I mean, the Dr. Dre album had just come out. It was right then. We were we were right at the cusp of when it, it was like a week later, and he was on the Breakfast Club. And I told my dad, I was like, you know, I met him, and he was like, did you really? And I was like, yeah, nice guy. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. For me, it's hard being a critic of Earl because I'm so invested in him, and he uh, he really is is one of those rappers who makes me love hip hop. Yeah, there's not very many people who pull that out of me, and um, it it's really it's like him, Tyler, um, Kid Cudi, Kanye, and uh, even Wayne, like yeah. old Lil Wayne, really like pulls that out of me. So there is this like side of me that almost can't be objective with Earl. Yeah, and I mean, it's forgiving, too. Like I said, like some rap songs. Yeah. I'm going to be 100 with all y'all. Yeah. yeah I, I can't tell you one six. track off SRS, right? Like off the yeah. off the dome, can't tell you a single yeah. track. 
but I still tuned into this. Like it, right. some rap songs wasn't enough to is push this, me up. Do you think this one was better than some oh, yeah. rap songs for yeah. you? I think it was almost like a course correction, and I think it like was if, a bit less out out there. If some rap songs was this short, I think it would have been better. Like I'd have loved to hear this kind of Earl at the length of some rap songs, but I'd rather heard some rap songs sixteen minutes. To be to be honest, and that's my opinion. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm ready to give my uh, my rating. How about you? Do it. All right, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, it got an eight. Okay, and the only reason why I'm giving it a seven is just because it's too short. Okay. But everything on here is great. It's 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 a it's definitely a a solid Earl project, and like I said, I think he felt the need to get this out there with all of the stuff that was going on in his personal life, and I really respect that uh, from an artist. Um, for me, the a lot of times with an Earl project. I'll come back to it three months later, yeah, and then it'll hit me differently. So, I mean, should I still? Doris yeah. is in my car. Like, I'll pop that thing in the CD player. For those of y'all who don't know what a CD is, it's that shiny <laughs> round thing. Um, I'll still pop Doris in and just rock every track. I still pop Doris in. I don't like shit though, really. Yeah, that. I mean, I think that's peak. Yeah, I, I would like to hear. I mean, I, I hate I hate saying that to artists like I want I want to hear you do this. Yeah, again. I mean, Jay Z said it best. You want my old shit? Go bump the old right. album. And that's and and you know what? Ever and to since be fair, Earl, I respect that. Earl really hasn't changed. He's always no. been different. I, w- I I don't think I've ever heard a track where Earl sounded mainstream. Maybe the Orange Juice beat because that was a Gucci Mane beat and that was huge at the time it came out. And but I still um, wouldn't whoa. say. It. I would say whoa was kind of more. Yeah, it was a bit more like uh, pop ish. But even that could could not be pop. But um, shout out to Earl and thank you for this surprise drop. I really appreciated it. I'm gonna cop the merch. Um, you know, I need some merch with it. So thank you, Earl. Anything else? Nah, no. Keep making music, and I I hope we get a new album next next year, or maybe even another one this year. But you know, you, I'm not gonna hold yeah, my breath. <laughs> you can you can pretty much let that breath out because you ain't getting more Earl this month. Or yeah. this this year. Maybe we'll get more Uzi. Maybe we'll get some Uzi. I'll yeah, like Cardi. we were supposed to get Playboy Cardi 48 hours ago. And that was 48 hours ago. I'm waiting and for that Playboy was 48 Cardi. hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. When we get back, we'll talk about some sneaker drops. And then we'll talk about Lil Wayne's No Ceilings. Stay tuned. No Ceilings. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, please consider giving us a subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and review. Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the episode. Ain't get the roll no weed, ain't get the roll no swishin'. I was locked up on Christmas, ain't get to see my niggas, ain't get to hug my mama. Couldn't even give her no kisses, can't even post on my Instagram, could eat pussy niggas be snitching everybody Man, we're back. We're back. That's right. Check that video out. Is YNW Melly uh, performing that song with a live electric guitar? Honestly, YNW Melly could do it an acoustic tour, and I think I, yeah. that would be special. Well, I saw what got me into the reason I had that on my laptop to begin with is when Trippy Red did the uh, the uh, symphony. Yeah. performances then i was like damn i need to go and download some like tiny desks so i downloaded a bunch of like acoustic and live performances on youtube to my computer so i could put them on my phone t-pain still has one of the best tiny oh, desks yeah. ever yeah. ever 
ever. For Did anybody who for anybody who didn't know that T Pain could sing without auto tune, go ahead and he check can. out this tiny desk. BJ the Chicago kid just broke a, a record, if you will, on there for por- performing the most songs on a tiny desk concert. Oh really? Yeah, that's pretty good. Go check Shout out to BJ Chicago kid. So what you rocking this week? I came in with the work swag on. Okay. And the Yeezy 700s. As always. The Vance 2s. As always. The V2s, bro. They're coming. They're becoming as essential to my fit as the khaki shorts. What's the colorway that's all tan? Of the, it might a, be the... It's not the geodes, is it? I don't remember. There's a, there's a store here in Greenville called um, Varsity Goods. Kind of close mm. to Stadium Goods. I kind of thought that was a ripoff, but whatever. <laughs> It's called Varsity Goods, and they had a pair of all. It's like a tan colorway and an eleven and a half for two twenty. I want to get the geodes because the good thing about the seven hundreds is um, most, except for the the Vantas, I found out they actually go over retail. Um, but some, most of them will go below retail, just because I mean three hundred dollars is crazy. I do want to talk about a big fat fucking L that Supreme took, which um, I'm going to pull these up for you, Jake. Um, but they were custom made in Italy, and I. Think what was the retail you said? They were like over five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred. No, for me, bro. I, as much as I like the Fear of God oatmeal colorway shoes that came out a couple days ago. Yeah. I I can't justify. That's playing off yours, bro. That Is ain't it? me. My bad. Oh, sorry. Was, that was a dat piff. I came playing some dat piff rapper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are the Air Max ninety five Deluxe. They were made in Italy, so, I mean, I guess, but but look at these, Jake. Tell me if. Th- Tell me if you pay five hundred for these. Hell no! You know Hell what that no. looks like? That looks like a non-chrome. Um, what's the the Raph Simmons? You know what I'm talking about uh-huh. the chrome shoes. Yes. that's what they look like, and that's that's probably one of my least favorite silhouettes from Nikes. The yeah, 95. the nine, the this one. I think this one. Yeah, ninety five. And also, I mean, like the only thing you got on it. I mean, you got the Supreme on the side. That it's okay, but five hundred. I mean, I get that it's custom, but stop capping. Five hundred. I'm really popping. Yeah, no, I ain't <laughs> buying that for five hundred dollars. And and all the sizes are still available. I mean, pretty much all the sizes are still available. Yeah, I'm I trying mean, to see. I, okay, the, the there's 13. ugly Supreme stuff that I've thought about buying just to yeah. have Supreme. The same kind of theory I bought the the moccasins for mm-hmm. Fear of God because yeah. it's Fear of God. Like I wanted to have something, but those oatmeal Fear of Gods came out for three hundred retail. That's I just that's the whole, that's the whole reason I haven't bought a pair of V twos is because yeah. I just can't bring myself to spend three hundred on. And retail. to be fair, like had it not been around my birthday, you think I'd have bought yeah the Vance's. Well, probably that was a smart purchase. Black's not gonna show wear right. as much as others. And these have I, I got to be honest with you, I have a wide foot. Like my my feet like tear through shoes. The V twos have held up. They're one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. I wear them to work. I can wear them like with a good fit. Like on a casual day, I can wear them yeah. to work. Like. It's a utility shoe at this point, and I'm getting my money's worth out of them. You know, I'm not I'm not a reseller, um, but there's another shoe yeah, dropping. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like that. If I'm buying a pair of shoes, I'm wearing them. I'm the wearing only them. exception's been the the Travis Scott ones, and that's come holding out for my sister's wedding. Yeah, and that's gonna be. But I'm gonna crazy. wear them. Like, yeah, you're not. Gonna it's gonna be them. sporadic. Like I'm not gonna wear them constantly. Like no. I wear my statics all the time. Like I'm not gonna wear the ones like I'm wearing those. Yeah, I I agree. Um, these Air Max 90s, they have one called the Camoweb that's coming out soon. And I I kind of feel, I kind of fuck with these. Yeah. I like these. Somebody's muted colorway. It's not yeah. flashy. You know, I like everything toned down. And, of course, um, the Cactus Jack Air Force One coming out soon. To me, I, I think I told you this. It reminded me of, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, um, I can see that a little bit. And um, Houston got an exclusive... Uh, 
first first kind of grab at him. Yeah, I saw him on, uh, who was it, tweeted a picture of him today, like the first look at him, and they are pretty cool. I'm glad that the, the lace cover comes off because that'll yeah. definitely come off for me. Yeah, yeah. They look ten times better without the lace yeah, cover. Yeah, you, you know I'm going to try for these on my phone. My... Oh, oh. Party foul. Hello. I'm going to try for them on my phone, my iPad. Yeah. You'll probably... Pitch. I hope I get them. I hope you do too because, again... If I get them... Because that's another one I'll wear. Like, the sixes, I don't know if I'd have worn because I'm just no. not a big fan of the six. If you get them, then I got them. And if I got them, then you got them. Yeah. And that's the way it works. <laughs> the Another one that I'm trying to get, honestly, is um, Nike and Off-White have a uh, Vapor Street coming out. It's called the Athlete in Progress. These black ones. I'm, I'm going to try for these. Okay. I don't think they look too bad. They've got Are you going to be able to get spikes. that? They're women's, technically. Oh, are they women's? Yeah. You're going to be able to Even get a size better. big enough? No, but you know what? I might get them for my sister then. Okay. I might get her a pair then. She can go trail running. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, she could just pull some hype beast shit, you know? Everybody wants them off-white. And um, that would just be a good shoe to have in the collection. I like the way it looks. Yeah. LeBron has the red carpet, the LeBron 17 coming out. Uh, Who was it? KD was coming out with a shoe that kind of ripped off. Um, the, the Air Yeezys? No, it was Kyrie. That's oh, it's literally Kyrie. what I'm searching right now to yeah. show you because I didn't know if you had seen them. I had seen these because... They, if Kanye's not suing, he's dumb he, as fuck. He, well, here's the problem is I think all those colors came out rights. with Nike. So, yeah. you know, so... Well, I it mean, doesn't matter. Do if, he, if he had any sort of design in there, then For those sh- of you guys who haven't seen it, it's they're all pretty much ripoffs of the uh, Air Yeezy 2 that yeah, came out. Yeah, the black, the, the gray, and the red October. So if you yeah. haven't seen those, go Google those. It is blatant. Is very blatant. Uh, even I mean, let's be and honest. And that shoe is uncomfortable as fuck. Is I'll it really? say it. Yes. I've never the Squidward worn it. shoes are so uncomfortable. Really? I've not worn them yet. Like out. I mean, I've, oh, okay. I've tried them on, obviously, but yeah, I've not worn them. Basketball yet. shoes in general, you kind of have to break in, though, right? To be I fair, guess. and I'm I think not. You kinda I'm have not balling. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think we we went we were playing in the park and lost. Catch yeah, a, yeah, yeah. on the game. Um, yeah, my philosophy for basketball, if I'm not giving 100% and sprinting, like, I'm not doing well. Right. Um, huge shout-out, another women's shoe, uh, Nike and Olivia Kim. She ha- There's some really great collabs on sneakers. Um, I'm trying to see if they have... Oh, they have a woman's 13. Too bad I need, like, a woman's, like... Oh, 100. Dude, I could actually get this pair. A woman's 15 and a half. Do it. I might do that, bro. I think they figured out like some of the women's colorways are are fire, and that some yeah. of the dudes are starting to rock them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Olivia Kim came out with a couple of silhouettes that are just really, really spectacular, and I'm really glad that Nike is realizing that a lot of, uh, I mean, sneakers have kind of transcended gender, and there are females that like male colorways that they don't like the way that it makes their feet look really bulky so you know having having females in in sneakers is is great yeah there's a drop tomorrow i'm going to try to get uh the blue the great the air force or air jordan ones some multicolor they've used some there's some suede on there there's corduroy it's just a wild looking shoe they're all primary colors they're gonna sell out quick oh yeah to me it looks too much like a kid's shoe but that's just my Yeah, I mean, that's opinion. something you got to rock with, like a black t-shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm conservative with yeah. my footwear. I'm, I took a big L on the Kendrick Reacts. You I just wanted, I used to shit on that shoe because I was like, why are you re Because remember the Nike Reacts spelled R-E-A-X? Mm. It was kind of like the poor man's shocks. 
I mean, it really was. They looked like Shock, but they were just a little bit different. Um, and when they brought out the React, I was like, why are y'all rebranding like, and, and renaming an old shoe? And yeah. I didn't really <clears throat> like the way they, I was like, ah, I don't know if I like those. And then I bought a pair because there was a, a colorway that comfy, was cheap. Huh? They're comfy. But they, the, I will say the one bad thing about them is the bottoms crease really bad just because of the, the foam that they And that's use. a huge issue because honestly, I mean, the, the most heartbreaking thing is when you wear a shoe like one or two times and it creases. Yeah. Because then you don't really want to put it on because then it looks like it's I already been me. worn. Yeah, it, and it depends bother. too. Like I'm saying, like if you're really trying to stunt, and then like it has a crease. I mean, like my crimson, sexy. my crimson tint, the New York to Paris, those have creases, but the SBs are notorious for creasing because of the soft leathers that they yeah. use. Um, but yeah, I was kind of upset I didn't get those. That was a nice looking shoe. It, yeah, it did look nice. Yeah, and when I was selling, I was hoping I'd get them. Because they had like a marble look, and I could like upsell. I sell floors, <laughs> so I could have been like, "Y'all, marble's so popular, I got it on my feet." <laughs> I'd have felt like what, Tom Haverford in Parks and Rec. Look, I listen, got it on my feet. If you're not making eight figures a year, you're not allowed to have marble in your house. True. You're not allowed to have marble in your house. Also, if you're not selling drugs, you're not have marble in your house. Any other drops coming? Uh, oh, the Yeezy, the Desert Sage, they're coming early 2020. Supposedly. V2. Um, there is also the V3 potentially coming out in December, which we've seen Kanye gifted them to DJ Khaled. Yeah, He's those been are wearing them nonstop. I think they're coming at the end of this year. Uh, That'd be perfect right on time for Christmas. And they're going to sell out like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if you can, definitely try and get a pair. Uh, Wade, you'll get five pairs. I know you will. And uh, your boy wears a size 13. It's around Christmas. Come on. Do something for me. Please. So today I've got on, this was part of my Halloween outfit. <laughs> got on a vintage Dale Earnhardt black t-shirt. I saw that earlier and I was like, man, it's kind yeah. of fresh. So for, for Halloween, which was not too long ago, I wore this black. I, I, if you've We've already mentioned The Office once, but I'm kind of like Jim when it comes to Halloween. Like I think Halloween's probably like the shittiest holiday behind like Valentine's Day. Like that's yeah. how little I fuck with it. I love Thanksgiving. And I, oh, oh, yeah, you ain't kidding. Shout out but to November. Halloween, like I don't. I was never really big on dressing up. Like even as a kid, I was like, this is lame. Like, can I just get some candy? So for this Christmas party that I went to, I put on my Chance the Rapper hat because obviously it has the three. Threw on this vintage Dale Earnhardt shirt, black mustache, and some sunglasses, and I was Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I got on the black Dale Earnhardt shirt, yeah, distressed denim. Did you have to pull out the second mustache? No, I did not. Dang, it stayed on the entire yeah. time. Respect. Yeah. Respect. And then I got on, I picked these up for 40 bucks. The they Fresh. Are Air Force One Utilities. I saw them come across sneakers, and I was like, I kind of fuck with those, but I didn't want to spend 125 on them, because I have a bunch of Air Force Ones. They had the Gore-Tex drop. Did you see those? Yeah, they I almost... They did sell out quick, but they didn't go for resale like I thought, so I'm glad I didn't get them. Yeah. But, but they, they're, they're, but they're these so are cool shoes. zero laces. They have straps. They're black with a gum sole, and I fuck with anything gum sole. Yeah. And so. and straps with jeans for some 40 reason. 40 bucks, I had to do it. It's, it's a, it's a I had good to cut. do it. And I, oh, as always, the white piece, the white people jewelry. Yeah. Jewelry. He's keeping the chakras in line, ladies yep. and gentlemen. I feel Beautiful. like people look at me and think this is like, a religious kind of thing? No, like, I think people think, like, it's, like, gay pride. Not that oh. there's anything wrong with that, but I've seen people, Dang. like, look at it, like, especially, like, at my job, like, they kind of look down at it, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to clarify, like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like people don't understand what it is. Well, they, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Well, you know, we live in South Carolina, so yeah. we're about 20 years behind everything. That's so, right. You know. All right, let's jump into... No ceilings, motherfucking <laughs> morning. God, this was so... 
I remember like riding in my car listening to this. I remember where I was at when I first heard No Ceilings. I, I was don't. In, I don't remember that. I just remember riding around in that red Mustang. With I was some in. Busted I was in my speakers. typing class in ninth grade. Keyboarding. I was in my keyboarding. Thank you. I was in Miss my Moore. Shout out. Moore is such a common name. You're God not going to find her. You're not going to find her. But God bless you, Miss Moore. You fucking saint. You. Um, but I was in. I was in. I was in keyboarding class. And shout out to our friend Austin. You know who he is. Yeah. Um, showed me no ceilings. And I remember just playing it non-stop every day. Every I think day. I, and it's been 10 years, by the way. 10 year yes, anniversary of no that's ceilings. That's what sparked this. Yes, that's why we're reviewing it. And um, this could have been an evergreen episode. But I, I think, you know, Wayne deserves to be celebrated. Because for newer hip-hop fans, I don't think you guys understand... The impact that Wayne had, um, his his effect on music. I think you wouldn't have artists like Trippy Red. You wouldn't have Famous Dex. You wouldn't even have artists like um, Ski Mask. Artists. Like, oh, I mean, he you know, is he just is new honestly, age hip hop in general. He's honestly the father of the SoundCloud era. I yeah, think he is. And the problem is Wayne got held up for five years with that lawsuit, and then everybody kind of forgot about him, and. Um, C four C five came out, and, and commercially it was successful. It did, and and a lot of people did say that it was it 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 held up really well, but it did not have that same oomph that we got. No, because I mean, Wayne releases Lil in the Wayne past. never stopped putting out music. Like obviously, albums got delayed, but there what was, was always when he put out the Wheezy tape with I mean, title. It was a title exclusive at first. I don't remember that one. You remember? It, it was like a bunch of flames oh yeah on yeah it. yeah. It was like it was like a flame cover, and um, he Birdman got pissed off because he released it exclusively through Title. Yeah, I mean, even back then, like, yeah, Wayne is notorious for album delays, which I think we all know is. Be- I mean, it's Wayne and Birdman, so we we know the the caveats there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with him, he never stopped putting out music. I mean, you have the Dedication series, you have the Drought, you have Sorry for the Wait, you have Two No Ceilings tapes. Like, that man did not stop putting out music. Sorry for the wait, too. He put and out, I, like, two Sorry for the Waits. I think that, dedications. Like, yeah. No, but he was... Lil Wayne's not riding anybody's wave. Lil no. Wayne was his own wave. And I think that's what kind of hurt the Carter Five is because he didn't have... A, I mean, he still puts out mixtapes, but they were not as well-received as the droughts, as the dedications, as No Ceilings. D5, like... Was it Dedication 5 and, like, mm-hmm. Dedication 6? It kind of got stale. Yeah. That... That Piff dying as a platform, and it's not it's not dead. I think there are still people that go on Dat Piff, and I still go on Dat Piff, but the impact that it had would be like equivalent to SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, and it's time. When sure. X blew up, you know. And you and I, like, I remember your first mixtape was on Dat Piff. Yeah. And that was like really our only way of getting music out. And Lil Wayne, what he did with mixtapes is he legitimized it as a way to build up hype for his albums. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this when I was listening to it. Like, a lot of, almost all of his mixtapes, they're covers, like, of, of popular songs at the time. And he's the only one that could that do would, that? Would could get away with it. Yes. Because everybody's like, okay, Lil Wayne wants to jump on my song. It's only going to boost the streams for my song. And also, he was able to take beats that, like, Run This Town, for example, is on this tape. You would hear his his version of it, and you wouldn't go, 
this is the same flow as run this town and he just replaced the words i don't want to listen to it and honestly whenever somebody remixes a song i tune it out most of the time because i just don't want to listen to it lil wayne was the only one that like i would be like oh what is he gonna do with yeah. this beat i think death of autotune probably is like the peak of cover on this because he even got jay-z to say i might send this to the mixtape wheezy right, right which we need to talk about that for a minute because there there's one there exception to that rule. there's one exception to the rule of people were cool with him remixing the song sweet dreams is kind of what caused a little bit of the beef between jay-z and lil wayne i mentioned before we started that it did i'll probably get flamed for this but i would have rather heard lil wayne and jay-z do a watch the throne collab tape than Lil Wayne. In hindsight. Heard. Yeah, in hindsight. You, you enjoyed Watch the Throne when it came out. I don't want to shit on the Jay-Z-Beyonce collab tape, but could they not have called it the Carters and killed that shit? Yeah. And what made me think of this is after listening to No Ceilings, I went back and listened to Carter 3 and the song Mr. Carter. And I was like, Jesus, the chemistry. Like, they, if they had done a whole tape of this, I'd have rather heard that than Watch the Throne. To be fair, though, could you argue that that was like lightning in a bottle kind of moment? Like... Yeah, can you maybe. can you capture that for ten tracks? Can you even capture that for five? I'm not sure. And also, Mr. Carter, what you probably know, um, but there was the behind the music with VH1. Mm. Uh, Jay Z was kind of almost seen as like an adversary to Wayne, where Wayne would look at Jay Z and was like, "I'm going to pass you." And for a while... I think he did it at, he did. at, at his time. And Jay-Z, Jay-Z did kind of pass the torch to Wayne. But it was really about Wayne gaining respect from his idol. And that was really the importance of a track like Mr. Carter. And again, I think Carter 3 really is... I mean, that's the classic. That's the I mean, he's a, he's yeah. a Grammy Award winning artist because of the Carter 3. And this was birthed within that same sort of timeline. Was it rebirthed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, it sure wasn't. <laughs> but it was birthed within that same timeline and you could definitely hear that with just the punchlines, the minimal usage of autotune, it's there, but it's not as blatant as it would become in later uh, Wayne albums. Yeah, like I'm not a human being too, like even one, even I'm yeah. not him being one, two, um, rebirth even. But it was like Wayne really celebrating his peak. Yeah, and I think this too is like, this is right before the like one-liners got kind of corny. Like, I mean, I think one of his best ones is on ice cream. He says, concrete shoes won't help in a river. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you was Michael Phelps, my... <laughs> He had, what I loved about Wayne is, um, his, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, when we were 15, 16, when I, when I heard Wayne rap, obviously I was always like, oh my God. He always kept you waiting for like for the next one liner. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. But now being 24 and listening to this, it was like fun. It yeah. was fun. It made me laugh. The one-liners now to us are cringy, are funny. like the new ones. But this one, like these aren't <coughs> these aren't cringy to me because like it, there's nostalgia attached. To and also, what he's they're said. funny. Like like it really is like enjoyable to listen to. And I will say, like, I think to be oh my, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, the top half of the tape still hits. Whereas the bottom half, I would say, is a bit more forgettable. Yeah, once after ten years, Wayne on me was kind of cringy. <laughs> I'll be, I'll say it. Oh, Poker face. Daddy. 
it, I, I would have liked to see like run the town higher. Oh, let's do it is all right. Like because obviously the the flock of nostalgia attached to that is always mm-hmm. gonna win me over. And then single was a single off of I am not a human being. Mm, okay. That was on the I I'm, forgot about I'm that. not a human being album. I'm single. Did you ever see the music video for that? Nope. It was like in all black and white. He's in the studio. I'm not a human being is where I started to kind of see the flaws in Wayne. I don't know if that's because I matured or just I I just kind of grew out of it. it But that's when I started to see like Wayne stopped giving a fuck. And yeah. it was really like I think the drugs kind of were were used a bit heavier, and and there are some artists where and that may you have could begin, argue that the drugs really did fuck up their music. And that may and have Wayne been where the the struggle and animosity with Birdman kind of started, because yeah. you see, like obviously, like Carter Three, Carter Two, like he was very like involved with Birdman, and when Carter Two is when you saw. I am not a human being. That's when you kind of started to see them distance. Obviously, Young Money was popping. You had Drake blowing up, Nicki blowing up, Tyga kind of blowing up. He had he had uh, coconut or that lime in the coconut. Yeah. It all up. And then I think that's when Birdman saw, okay, Wayne's not a, my one trick pony anymore. I've got four of them that can can make hits. Also, I think it's it's the issue of like I don't want to get into Wayne's money situation. I mean, he's he's resolved that. He's moved past that. But there was, like... He was getting, like, new cars. Like, Wayne... Like, Birdman gifted him, like, Bentleys. And then you're like, well, no shit he didn't give you any money. Like, look yeah. at what he gave you. Like, it's hard. And, um... And you're right. Like, Nicki Minaj and Drake started to become, like, radio titans. And then it was kind of like Wayne got lost in the mix. And then not being able to release music for so long, his name gets lost. But th- I think the mixtape Wayne, it was he was one of those artists that like you could make that distinction. Mm-hmm. Or do you like mixtape Wayne That's or do you like Jay Z said I may send it to the mixtape Wheezy. And mixtape Wheezy always was notoriously where Wayne would show out lyrically. Going back to this now, do I think he's showing out lyrically? No. But is it still a lot of fun to listen to? Are oh, there yeah. still some memorable well, moments? I text, absolutely. I text you when we talked about. Yeah, you couldn't get it. past ice cream. I replayed ice cream probably eight times. I'm in there washing dishes. <laughs> Such a fire. Swag track. surf was the way. Like when I first heard that, it was like. And then once I finally got tired of ice cream, I got to DOA and probably listened to that four fucking times. <laughs> it, it really was fun to go back. It, to it's this. honestly just as epic as Jay Z's version. In I my like opinion. That. Like, I, I think like this holds... Its, it is just as important as Jay-Z's version. And, and that was the coolest thing about Wayne. His, his version of your song was just as important. Yeah. And this really exemplifies that. And I think No Ceilings 2 did receive, like, really good praise as well. I haven't gone back to that. One. I haven't either. And, you know, to be fair, um, there are sometimes there are certain artists where their fan base outgrows them. It's not really them doing anything different. It's just their fan base outgrowing them. And yeah. I, I would like to think that I've outgrown. Wayne. Yeah. I mean, granted, if anything comes out, we're going to listen. I of think course, just the, the old fan in us is going to want to hear it. But it's, it's when you listen to it now, it's more like uh, he's comparing I mean, himself to shit again. Like, yeah, to, to kind of do that so many times. To kind of use like the SRS comparison that I used before. I can think of three tra- or three tracks off of Carter Four mm. or Carter Five. The one with X, "Don't Cry," 
for uh, the Mona Lisa with Kendrick, Kendrick and yeah. then Uproar, the Swizz Beats one. I think Uproar was probably the the hit yeah. off of that track. And he, the, where the fuck, no, where, where, where did love, love go? go? Five, five, four, three, two, two I let one, one go. go. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was an example of Wayne really coming with the punchlines. And this, I mean, like, let's 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 be fair. There's not very many artists who could do that many punchlines, like punchline rap. Uh, Big Sean kind of tries to do it, but Big Sean nine times out, maybe not nine times out of ten, maybe seven times out of ten is cringe. And um, whereas Wayne, I think he was batting a lot better than that, especially on this project and past projects. Afterwards, I would say it dips in quality. But for anybody who's really looking to do like a deep dive into Lil Wayne's discography, I think this is a necessity. Yeah. Um, and you have to listen to it within the context of the time period. This one in the the original. Sorry for the wait. Yes, and um, Roland Five G Five Runway. Yep. Yeah, that that track B-ass is really. Trap, I call it Beach Beyonce. That 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 uh, mixed it. I would argue might even be better. It may than be. Those ceilings. Um, just I think it's kind of like how I look at Travis's discography. Like you got to catch me on the right day. Like right. obviously, roll. Or sorry for the wait. May rank higher than this tomorrow. Right. But I may get in the mood to hear this. And this one is a is really like the peak mixtape win. Sorry for the wait came out because uh, Carter Four got delayed. Yeah. And um, he made that one, and then he made Sorry for the Wait Two after Carter Five got delayed. So there is a lot of his. Like context that you have to understand when he put out these mixtapes, it was always to hold fans over. Yeah, and um, and I think that's why we've his name has kind of lost merit when we hear Lil Wayne's dropping. Like it's not as much pandemonium as it was before. Right. Like I remember at Fye at the mall, people were lined up to get their copy of Carter Four because it came with like a cardboard cutout of Wayne. And unfortunately, I was in school, so I couldn't make it to get in line for that. But I wanted that cardboard cutout. I I um called. I remember when I was, I was, my mom was working at a country club and, um, me and a bunch of blood and, um, me and, uh, speaking of the, yeah, speaking of mom, she's calling him right now. (laughs) Hello. Um, but she was working and, uh, me and this girl named Autumn, she goes, uh, I heard that the Carter three came out and we found that this was back when like the internet was, you know, it was newer. And um, there was a, a cover, and it was like Wayne, and it was a black and white, and <clears throat> we called five stores. And we were like, is Carter 3 out? Do you want three or four? Carter 3. And we were like, is Carter 3 out? And they're like, no. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> and, we and then there was a guy that I knew who got it a day early. And I said, come on, put it in. Yeah. And he was like, no. And they said, put it in. And he was like, <laughs> pause. Uh, but he, he was, I was like, put the fucking album in. And he goes, I'll let you listen to one track. And he played Mr. Carter. <laughs> well, I remember you got. I was like, I have to listen. I have to wait till tomorrow. Hakeem got the leak for Carter 4. Right. And I had I, I had the pre-order. Like, I had a pre-order to FYE. And I wouldn't listen to it. He dropped it the VMAs. It. Yeah. So, so I, I was watching the VMAs. And he performed. And he goes, it's out now if anybody wants to go buy it. And I bought the edited version. I fucked up. You know, I was so excited. Yeah. And then I bought the explicit version. And I was like, it was you and... And a couple of other people who are really big Wayne fans, and I'm like listening to it. I wouldn't listen. And I was like, Jake, Jake. And I wouldn't listen. I wanted to go pick that copy up myself. President Carter. So it was crazy. Oh God, yeah. 
Yeah. What's some of your favorite tracks off of No Ceilings? Uh, I would say, I think Swag Surfing, definitely. Ice Cream, uh, DOA. Let's see. What Wasted. Wasted really hits really hard still to this day. I think he killed the rock star lifestyle might not make it yeah. better than Gucci. He did. He did. And to be fair, Gucci was on... Was it was was Fat Man Gucci? Man. Yeah, you know. I think now he sounds so much more coherent, coherent yeah. that he would even give Wayne a run for his money now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Wasted, Wasted really is one of my favorite tracks. What about you? I like Swag Surf, Ice Cream, DOA. Like you said, the top half of the album really is where it's hitting heavy. Wasted, uh, Watch My Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Run This Town and oh, Let's Do It. Yeah. Oh, let's do it's really good. And um single too. I like single, but that was that was again that was on um which which one was that? Uh I'm not a human being one. Yeah, the, the original. So you could argue that it, it goes on there. But really a solid mixtape and definitely something that if you're a Wayne buff, if you're a history buff of hip hop and you want to go back, it's definitely worth checking out. Gotcha. We're gonna give it a rating. It's a ten. It's a ten I, I because it's a, say it's a ten. I mean, yeah, it's a classic. But yeah. really, if if I were to go and score it like I usually do, it'd probably look around a seven, eight as far as album as a whole. But mixtapes kind of were viewed as like, okay, here, and especially the way Wayne did it, like here's here's your appetizer for the the full course. It's coming soon. Also, it's it's him remixing tracks. It's not even you. Some would argue like it's not really like a hundred percent original Wayne tracks. So that could knock the score down. But the reason why I give it a 10 is just because in the context of everything that was going on when that came out, it's really an important sort of moment. And the, is that the unreleased or is that just a single? Oh, that's oh, just, that's, I'm thinking of something else. Don't worry about it. So what you been spinning here lately? Um, Frank Ocean's new track, In My Room, has been... In heavy, heavy, heavy rotation. And um, shout out to a girl in one of my classes. Uh, she put me onto a record label called 100% Electronica. Okay. And um, it's all vaporwave music. And, you know, I've been trying to get into beats lately, making beats. And um, so listening to a lot of that has been really important. Uh, 21 Savages Immortal came out. That single is really hard from 21 Savage. And um, love me more, trippy red. I think it's a, yeah. it's it's. At first, I wasn't sure, but I think it is more like older trippy red. I think he's coming back into his sound a bit more. And um, lastly, the honestly, Pierre Bourne, the life of Pierre Four. I went and got that mixtape or that album, and um, Pierre Bourne's production. I I was listening to Dial It so much. I was like, I think I have to listen to more Pierre Bourne. Yeah. And um, uh, life of Pierre Bourne. PR4, I went back and listened to that, and pretty good. Okay. What uh, I've been listening to... I went back and li- tried to listen to the whole album of We All Shine by Melly. I, yeah. I can't get through it. Still can't get into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like him. I, I would love to hear more music. I don't know, think that's going to happen. Um, but Mikkel believes that he's yeah, going to get out. Do what you will with that. I uh, went back to Channel Orange, which that's always kind of in, in rotation. I'm Slime not season three. Yeah. Slime season three. I got into that rapper Clever that I sent you. He's got a few songs that I like, but then the rest is kind of like you said, just like that emo emo sad boy rap. Yeah. Um, I think he has potential. Um, went back to listen to Polo G's album, Trippy Red, Love Letter to You 3, Savage Mode Always. That's a lullaby, bro. You could fall asleep to Savage Mode. You know, it's Savage <laughs> Why You Try. He's just, he's just whispering to me. <laughs> I'll write asleep. I hate to say it, but Russ 
is in here best on you earth. You got a new yeah, that new single best on earth. I've been listening I've been hearing that on all the IG thoughts yeah. uh, pages. Uh, I'm still listening to Heart Eater by uh X. Oh my god, dude, we need to review Doja Cat. Doja I didn't Cat know that put dropped. out a put out an album called Hot Pink. Make sure you guys go check that out. Went back and listened to Carter Three. Uh, went back to Dex meets Dexter, famous Dex. Really? Went to DMX. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to that. What did you think of that one? Dex meets Dexter. Not that much on there, huh? I still like I like the Wiz track. I like the ASAP track. And I like Japan, obviously. Right. Um, got into something outside of hip-hop. The guy's name's Vince Gorlaldi. He's the guy that... he's It's jazz. He's the guy that did the Peanuts and Charlie Brown theme originally. Okay. Um, so listen to him. I went back to Busta Rhymes. Bro, if, if y'all haven't listened to old classic Busta Rhymes, go do it. I thought that, that Post Malone was kind of an innovator using uh, Ozzy Osbourne, but on an album, it's called Extinction, Extinction Level Event, The Final World Front, Busta Rhymes, 1998, when, has 18th track called This Means War featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Go to this one. That's the classic, The Big this, Bang, Missy Elliott, one? Swizz Beats, Rick James, Q-Tip. What is that one with the, with the shovel? He starts out like he's burying... Let me see it. I could. I think I could put it out. God, it, that is such a good album. Um, oh. Go back to Buster Rhymes. I can't. Seriously remember. underrated. There's there's a song. Oh, Legend of the Fall Offs. That's what it was. He's. It starts out with him like burying this dude, who's fallen off yeah. musically. I'm telling you, that is, he is underrated. Buster Rhymes is a, is a treasure. And when he had the dreads, he was doing more like the rap rock. Yeah. Rap, rap rock kind of sound. So For those of you that didn't know that uh, Young Thug put out the hot remix with Travis, go listen to that. And that hits. Yeah, still listening to Jesus is King. That spurned going back to college. Dropout. Um, Summer Walker, if you guys don't listen to her, Do she's like an her? R&B artist. Yeah, she, I, I, I like her. She's probably right under SZA to me. What if we did, for the next episode, what if we do Summer Walker and Doja Cat? Okay, I'm down with that. I think that would be a good one, because I've yeah. heard a lot about her. Summer Walker, she's very talented. She's a lot like SZA, and I think I don't think she's as talented as SZA, but she's she's right there. Okay. Um, Fita Clay, obviously, and that spurned going back to Doris. Um, so that's Yeah, I went back to I Don't Like Shit. Yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Nice, nice, very good. So for the writing prompt this week, this one kind of fit just based off of what we did uh, for those guys this, this afternoon. Um, it said, if you had an extra room in your house, what would you use it for? Uh, I thought We're sitting that. in it, fam. <laughs> yeah. I would do pretty much the same thing you've done here. Um, the only thing is it would be more like um, it would be more like a record room yeah. where it would just be a lot of shelves. And, um, like, big speakers. Yeah. Just, well, here, being in, like, condo yeah. apartments, it's hard to, like, just blast out some music. And I think you and I just need, you need to help me out with yeah. that. Because you know I got rooms. You yes. know I got rooms. No, I mean, this room, I mean, if you look at my house, you're like, it's just a... Jake's ability to take, like, I mean, the old house in particular, like, you take just, like, the smallest space... And just turn it into like this man cave hip hop. I tried to get more vibe. away from like the man cave. Like I have yeah. a lot. Of, I'm I'm big into Less like sports, sports memorabilia. That's in the closet now. It's like it's strictly music. It's and it's shoes. a Travis Scott shrine. Yeah, Let's I mean be if you, if you walked around the room, you'd get to each segment. Like if you go over here, there's a glass case with shoes in it. What you rocking? What you spinning? There's Travis Scott merch. There's records. There's vinyls here sitting. I on the found floor. Igor on vinyl at Mr. Did you get K's. It? 
Why? It was 30, so you know, I mean, it's a bit steep, but yeah. I think I, I'm, that might have to come into the collection eventually. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's days that, like, I'll come home from work, and it'll just be me here, and, like, instead of going to listen or watch TV, I'll, like, put on a record. Like, Kids See Ghosts is crazy on vinyl. Um, Tayana Taylor's album, Keep That Same Energy, is crazy Beautiful. on vinyl. We need to go back to that store in, yeah. in Asheville. And even to Lunchbox Records yeah. in Charlotte, we need to go to. No, so if you have a, an extra room in your house, do something with it that, like, you enjoy. Yeah. I think just putting... I think anytime anybody can put their passions on display... Another thing that I would add that maybe... I don't know if you would have as much of, but it would be, like, video games. Um, yeah, I, which I kind of have in the living room. Like, right. I, I've got this Ikea TV stand, and there's, like, six game consoles <laughs> inside of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that would that would be kind of cool. Anytime, and and that was like the, I think that's what brings a lot of people together is commonality. And, you know, we met those two guys tonight. Yeah, and the, really the, the coffee table that I made here, it's got albums from the Earl tape we mentioned earlier to Days Before Rodeo to Common, Action Bronson, Acid Rap, Drake. And we all were able, almost like all of us were able to say like, this, this album, album touched me in life. a certain way. This album like changed my life. This album made me want to want to rap. Like this album made me want to um, just get critique hip hop. Yeah, it's it's all about putting your passion on display, and I think that makes us who we are. It's not it's not the day to day. You know, we all have our job. We all have to go clock in and clock out. But it's like what you do with your own personal time. Don't just come and vegetate on a couch and not do anything. Like. I mean, there are a lot of times where I'm really tired or I'm really, like, not feeling the work day, but I just think, like, I get to go hang out with my best friend and we get to go do something that yeah. we love and we get to put out something that we love to, like, share with you guys. And that's really, like, what keeps me going. Even if we only have 10 listeners or, or whoever, if nobody listens, that's what, it's just getting to put out something we love and we hope that, like, people find us and just get to share that passion. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's always that's always been the most important thing. Definitely. So, anything else? That's it. That's All right. It. All well, right. Until next week. Doja yeah. Cat, Summer Walker. Hell yeah. Stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. So here's some here's some tunes for your head top. Oh yeah. Yeah, we re- mentioned this earlier. Passion, pain, and demon slaying. Kid Cudi. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Definitely. This is baptized in fire featuring Travis. Well, check Scott. out a review of it too. Yes, there is a review in the YouTube page. Tell you. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see ya!